Hey, welcome to medical school breakout session. Um, and so, yeah, I hope you all get to hear those words someday uh, if you haven't already. Or um, so, let's just uh, let's pray together. So, oh Jesus, you you're excellent. You're excellent in every way. Um, thank you for being the one who has saved us. Uh, from sin, uh, the one who has totally transformed our lives, and um, we are just so so grateful that we get to spend this uh, Friday morning, 2015, with you. Uh, we just ask that you would speak, uh, that we would hear, um, our hearts would be sensitive and tender uh, to whatever you want to do. Um, this morning, this afternoon, and a week from now, and the next Friday morning, um, and we just we pray this in your name, Amen. Amen. Cool. Okay. So, um, yeah, Godly tips for premeds, MS1, two, and whoever else walks in. So I hope you feel more than welcome here. Uh, oh, welcome, by the way. Um, so, uh, kind of the game plan for today is we're going to do some learnings from the journey. Uh, we're going to hear some testimonies from a few different residents and what their experience has been like. And then uh, we're also going to kind of break up into some small groups for prayer and give you some chance to interact with residents and ask some questions, okay? Um, so if a question comes to your mind, write it down or put it somewhere that you might remember to ask them, and um, then that'll be some really good time for that. Uh, also, a goodbye packet! So I don't know if you got one, but uh, does anyone not have one of these? You, sir? Okay, I'm, like, super tied down, but can you, like, pass it around? Okay, <laughs> awesome, um, and cool. Uh, we also have some more in the back, so you can grab them, um, and I think, like, I don't want to leave with any of these, so they were written to be given, so go for them, give them to friends, email me, I'll email you more, whatever, okay? Uh, so that's the game plan there. Um, oh, yeah, so who are you? Um, we'll just kind of maybe go with a hand show. Uh, let's see, undergraduate students. Nice! Okay, um, let's go freshman undergraduate students. Rock on, okay. Uh, how about sophomores? Cool, okay, juniors? Representing, okay, seniors? Nicely done, Okay. How about first-year medical students, or going into your first year, perhaps? Nice. Okay, second years? Cool, cool. Third years, any sneak in? Third years, fourth years? Okay, you guys read, or they read the thing really well. Okay, very good. Cool. Um, So, uh, I guess I should tell you about me a little bit. So, um, well, actually, we're going to do that after this. Um, So, this is kind of an intense picture. Uh, can you guys hear me, by the way? Is that okay? Um, oh, I did not know that existed. <laughs> Thank you. John Grisham back there. Thank you, John Grisham. Um, all right, cool. Ooh, I like a microphone. Sorry, this is scary news for you. Um, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to, like, learn how to uh, talk about grace um, kind of at the beginning of a conversation. So... Uh, this picture is from Mexico City. 
Uh, I spent a couple of summers there, and um, kind of had a question come to my mind, like, which are you in this picture, okay? Um, are you the guy in the cart that's, you know, um, you know, getting the mule, the mule to go through the mud? Um, maybe right now you feel like the mule, and you're trying to trudge through this mud, pulling a whole lot of junk behind you. Um, this is from a garbage dump where people like work in there and actually even lived in there. Um, so very intense um, experience. Uh, so maybe the man, maybe the mule, uh, maybe the guy in the back that's just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so I don't know which one you are. Um, but I kind of, I kind of felt like maybe we're actually the uh, stuff in the cart, and um, it just kind of worked with me a little bit. For, okay, um, and like Jesus is the cart. Okay, and so we're in Christ, and then like God the Father is like giving the commands to the Holy Spirit, who's the mule, who's pulling us through the mud of life and suffering and everything that we're going through. Um, So, yeah, and, you know, they're going through the trash, like, picking up the jewels or the things that are valuable so that they can, um, you know, take them out. Uh, So I just was, like, really mind-blown, like you said that. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, like... Let's let's think of ourselves in that in that way that like God is totally around us and helping us and working for us. Okay, like the Holy Spirit is totally pulling us through this educational experience um, and all the confusion that comes with it, or just the straight up work of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, and um, man, what's the transition here? Uh, Oh, we're going for it. So, and one day we'll get to be this, and it'll be so good. So, you know, I think God kind of fits more Gandalf style. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of what I thought. And I know some of you guys are like, what, Lord of the Rings? Oh, no, David. It's Star Wars time. So, okay, there you go. A little shout out. All right. Um, so, I went to Oklahoma State University for undergrad, and I uh, did all my undergraduate work there pretty much. Um, it was a really intense experience, a very quick experience. Uh, I got accepted in this early enrollment program, so I ended up only being there two and a half years. Uh, going into my uh, second semester of freshman year, the Lord put on my heart to carry a cross around campus, uh, Oklahoma State University. You maybe even heard about it recently in the news. Uh, it's a large campus, uh, a lot of different types of people there, and um, I was the dude carrying this piece of wood around campus every day, um, everywhere I went. I lived in the dorm, uh, my church was walking distance, food was on campus, everything was there, and uh, it was awesome. The Lord did so much. Um, Every day, someone would ask me, so, why, why do you carry that? Um, and just curiosity, just, you know, wondering, why, why, why would you carry that? Um, and I got to tell them about Jesus, like, his love for them. 
every day someone would ask me, like, when do you get that, you know? Uh, that is awesome. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't know what the Lord might tell you to do, um, but if he tells you to do something or just kind of gives you an idea, maybe, like, read some scripture about it, at least ask a friend, hey, what are you thinking, you know? Um, explore that option, because... Uh, God's got a lot of things for each of us and all of us to do, and it's going to be awesome. Like, things are going to happen that you don't, couldn't expect. Uh, it's still, like, when I go back to campus, like, or meet someone, it's, it's amazing. The influence that the Lord brought through that, just a small act of obedience. I, I had no clue what was going to happen. Uh, so, uh, I kind of wanted to encourage you guys to do that. Um, then I went to med school, those are my beautiful parents, um, and um, also kind of speaking about some cool stuff was, uh, <laughs> so uh, we took this picture last night here, okay, um, I was working on this presentation like at midnight, sorry, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, it, this is just really cool. Like, the Lord allowed me to start a pre-med CMDA chapter. So if you're pre-med, like, maybe you could do the same at your campus. Um, and uh, that was, like, four, three, four years, something like that, years ago. Um, and so these are all my pre, my new pre-med friends that don't, I don't know any of you guys before, you know. And it's, like, continuing on. Just, like, really neat stuff that the Lord will tell us to do that could continue on. Um, and pre-med CMDA um, was kind of a, the beginning of me getting to use medicine as ministry. Okay? Many of you guys know that phrase. You're expecting like, oh, when I finish this thing of medical education, then I'll get to use medicine as ministry. Um, but that is, that's actually, um, yeah, you could. You could do that. But that's a long time, okay? Like, you can use medicine as ministry even now, like, as pre-med, as med students. Um, so, like, even just bringing people to this conference. Maybe that's, like, the one thing you do every year is, like, hey, come with me, dude. Um, you know, uh, and that, that'll that be a wonderful way to use medicine as ministry. So I started thinking about that. I'm a third year now. I'm in rotations, uh, getting to have one-on-one patient interaction. And it's been fantastic. Um, I'll share more about that hopefully later if we have time. Uh, all right, so Philippians 3, 7 through 8. Uh, this is after Paul's kind of resume. And um, I don't exactly, I don't I guess maybe it's part of some of my story of um, since first grade all the way uh, through senior year of high school, I never saw a single B on a report card, okay? It was just a little tip-top A, okay? Uh, the entire time, I just was one of those, like, perfect little kids, okay? Uh, I was nicknamed Nobody, because nobody's perfect. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is just some of my story, you know, uh, and, and so Paul in Philippians 3 lists off his resume, um, and then he gets to verse 7. What does he say? Um, but all this I count as loss. For the sake of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may know Christ. Um, the power of Israel, oh, that goes on to verse 10. So, um, yeah, so I just really hope that you all can tell someone this sometime. 
Okay, yeah, sure, look at my resume, I'm a doctor, all right. Um, but no, it's nothing, it's nothing. All these accolades, whatever, they're nothing in comparison to knowing Christ. Like, I love that man, he's God, so much, and I just really want you to know him too. Um, so, uh, Matthew 13, 44 is uh, the verse that I've shared more than any others when I'm overseas. And uh, it's a man, like, walking in a field, finds a treasure, and in his joy, what does he do? Do you guys know it? Yeah! That's crazy, okay? Uh, like, think about, what would his friends think about him? Like, dude, no, you got this awesome house! Uh, you got a car, you got stuff, what are you doing, you're going to sell everything, yeah, you're, 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 just let me, let me do it, okay, um, his friends wouldn't get it, okay, um, and, and he tried, he maybe would try to tell them, uh, like, oh, there's a treasure in a field, I can get the treasure, and like, you're welcome, there's some fields, you're selling everything you own, um, but like, this is our lives, like, as believers, uh, we get to do this in our joy, like, it's happy. Um, like, it's not a sorrowful thing. Like, um, So I'm trying to learn, like, about the kingdom of God. That, like, if I get it, then I just, I don't care about anything else. Like, if someone really gets the kingdom of God and really understands eternity and Jesus coming back, then I think they're starting to, like, not care about the stuff anymore. So um, so I hope you'll kind of think about that some more. Um also wanted to tell you some of my resume as well in that uh, I was in a micro lab. Um, and so uh, I was a sophomore in undergrad, working like crazy. Uh, my sophomore year was like sophomore and junior year. I was studying for the MCAT to take it at the end of the year. Um, uh, a guy who was discipling me one time sat me down and well, I was... Like, involved in a local church, a campus ministry, led a boys, a men's Bible study. Um, and then, uh, also, like, started a prayer room, um, and was discipling different guys. And, uh, so my disciples sat me down. I was like, David, what are you doing? <laughs> like, alright, right now, we're gonna count the hours of ministry you're doing, okay? And it, like, came out to, like, 30 hours, okay, it was just wacko, um, in the midst of, uh, and I'm not, like, a super smart guy, okay, I got a 25 in the ACD the first time I took it, um, and so, uh, but some of my story also is that, uh, I had this micro assignment that we had to do, this, like, little, you take, um, like, a bacteria and you do a little test thing and then it, like, breaks off and another test thing, what is that called again? Yeah! Flow chart. They're good. Um, so, we go to the same school, so they know what I'm talking about. Um, so, in Miss Connie's lab, micro lab, okay, um, there's this flow chart thing, and, and uh, it's just a headache. Like, I got it. I get the idea of it. Um, and then my friend just, like, said, hey, you just use mine. And I was like, wow, this is going to save me a long time, because that assignment takes a long time. And I counted the hours, and I was like, that'd be great. That would be so useful for the kingdom of God. So I'm in it. And for the next three weeks, I had horrible sleep every night. Like, God is just burdening my heart. Like, David, why did you do that? 
oh, David, that was wrong. Ah, oh, David, um, it was just a horrible, horrible feeling. Eventually, I like, just fessed up to my prayer buddies and told them everything on a Monday night, uh, also really late, and just blah, 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 blah. And they just spoke like God's peace and His mercy um, his love over me, and then, and then finally on Tuesday morning, uh, I was called into Miss Connie's office, and um, she just was like holding my sheet. Um, she knew I cheated, and um, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I cheated. Blah 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 blah. And she was shocked. She was like, Whoa, I've never had anyone confess this, like, every semester, ten people do this, and no one, no one's ever, like, just snapped, and, um, and so, it, it was really cool, like, I should have gotten this F shriek, is what OSU calls them, um, and should have, like, on my transcript, should have, like, had to sit before a medical school interview and talk about it, um, but instead, she had mercy on me, and I got to redo the assignment, and, uh, so, I don't know what sins you've committed, um, but I want to let you know that God loves you, <laughs> like he has mercy over you, and he forgives you, and he still wants to use you for his kingdom, okay, um, like even in the future, if you super mess up, um, remember that, okay, here we go, pressure, dun dun dun, okay, so we're not going back to physics, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> Left that way behind, um, but medical school has a lot of pressure, okay, and I want you guys to be prepared for that. Um, some of the, one of the goals when, when we leave here today is that you would hopefully be spiritually more ready uh, for medical school, okay? I felt academically, I knew it was going to be really hard, I knew it was going to be really hard, I knew it was going to be really hard. I got in there ready to work academically, but spiritually, I wasn't quite ready for the, like everything that was going to go on and just the pressure that I was going to experience and how that was going to affect my relationship with God. And so pressure is force over area. And if you got a lot of force, a lot of time that you need to study and not much time to study, okay, a lot of things to study and not a lot of time, force over area creates a lot of pressure. So let's just call it out. You're going to experience a lot of pressure in medical school, okay? Um, you probably already knew that, um, but I want to lead that into um, medical school doesn't have to be stressful. You're going to experience a lot of pressure, but it doesn't have to be stressful. And that was the number one encouragement that someone gave me, um, and it really stuck with me a lot um, that medical school doesn't have to be stressful. So, when you are feeling the pressure, just name it, say it, what it is, okay? And then turn to God and say, Lord, I want to be at peace with you. Um, I don't want to be stressed out. Uh, I believe in Philippians 4, 6. Um, to do everything without being anxious, you know. Um, so, uh, and one thing that's also going to really help is having vision, Okay? Uh, this has been really useful in getting to minister to others because, like, having vision to see a long enough thing, maybe an entire semester uh, or maybe even just, like, one week or a month and just, like, lining up, okay, I got a test here and a test there and a test there and then I got some ministry stuff here and uh, basically schedule-wise for me, like, allow the Lord to just speak ministry first 
And so, like, okay, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do ministry-wise? And so, lay those out, okay. And then, and then also have like the major tests out. And so, we got ministry stuff and tests. Um, and then I just kind of allow like school to just kind of be fluid and study time just kind of flow around those already set pillars. Um, and so, so having enough vision for a long term. I'm able to, if I have, you know, quite a bit of break, it's like, oh, no, this is not break time for me. i got to study. Like, i got this conference coming up. Like, i got to really study. And so I say, I really study. Um, and, then, and then ministry, ministry, and then if a test is, like, right after there, it's okay. Like, I've already studied and I've already decided I'm going to trust the Lord with this. Um, and it's great. It's so wonderful. Um, I got to lead kind of the troops at my school uh, last year, and oh, that the CMDA just really rose up and took a mission trip. Um, we did small group Bible studies, like it really got to uh, strengthen and kind of revive. So, medical student or pre-meds, what is the number one question for a pre-med? Anyone know? How do I get in? <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, for med students, what are some of the top questions? <laughs> I see. Okay. Um, also, kind of, how am I doing? Right. So, how do I stay in? Uh, how do I pass classes? And then, how am I doing? It kind of becomes the next question. Am I doing as well as this guy? Am I working as hard as that girl? Um, so you just kind of start measuring yourself up. Uh, so for me. Going from pre-med to med, uh, my goal was to get in. And instantly, right after I got in, I didn't have a goal anymore. <laughs> and so some of you guys are going to have to, you're going to go through that experience. And if you're not aware of it and if you're not prepared for it, then you're going to very quickly just fall into the culture of medical school. And it's kind of like comparing yourself with other people. Um, and, like, that's, that's not a very healthy place spiritually to be. Because, uh, you know, info from God is, like, we care about what he thinks about us. Um, and then eventually it will become this one. How can I land the residency that I want? Um, so, uh, let's see. We're going to take, how, how do I get in? All right. So I'm just going to do these bullet points real fast. I'm sure you know them. I uh, have a science or overall GPA of 3.0 or 3.5 or higher. And this says you can do school, okay? It says classes, tests, you can do school. Um, an MCAT on par with your school of interest. And this says you're smart, <laughs> okay? Uh, so if you don't have that great an MCAT, but you have good GPA, then they say, oh, he can do school. We'll, we'll be okay if you don't have a very good GPA, but you have a really strong MCAT. Says, all right, well, she's really smart, so. All right, and then hospital, clinic, volunteer research, recommendations, says, you know what you're signing up for, and you have a heart that beats. All right, uh, so what makes up 70 to 80% of many medical school schools? Anybody know? You might, what did you say? <laughs> nice! What about the other 20? I don't want to ask. <laughs> okay. uh, in-state, so just... Saying. Okay, so hopefully that kind of eases some of your questions, but you also get to have some time to ask some residents some questions. So um, how do I stay in, study like everyone else, maintain one to five real relationships or friendships with, with 
with classmates, okay? This is going to be really important. Uh, prepare for that, okay? I'm the personality that wants to know everybody here right now. Okay, like, what's your name, sir? Oh, cool. Um, all right, I won't do it. But I really want to get to know you guys. Um, and, and, and yet, I think going into it, like, begin looking for just one to five friendships and have that kind of, like, know, just that camaraderie and, like, really togetherness, okay? Maybe it's ten. I don't know. Um, but go for that first, okay? And then move into getting to know your other classmates. And, uh, and cliques are going to form super fast in med school. They do everywhere. All right, so know it. Know it's going to happen. Use it. Use it for your advantage, okay? Uh, get to know a really solid friend group. Um, I'm really thankful for my friend group. We hung out um, this last, like, uh, Thursday, and it was just fantastic. It's so much fun together. Uh, when it was, ah, oh, I haven't laughed that, that hard in so long. And uh, it's just fun. So, so I think that will be really helpful. Um, let's see. Oh, we got everything here. Okay, so how am I doing? We kind of talked about that. Um, let Jesus answer this one. This is so good for me first year. So good. Jesus, did I please you today? That's it. Like, end of the day, that's the only question I would ask. Jesus, did I please you today? Not did I study enough, not did I do whatever enough. Did I please you, Jesus, today? And is there anything you'd like me to do tomorrow? That's a good follow-up. Um, how can I land the residency I want? So thinking really forward if you're up for it, uh, or not, or maybe you're getting close. Okay, step one boards. Those are really, really important. You gotta pass. Okay, and yeah, if you don't know what that is, um, I'm sorry. It's the tests never end. Okay, you thought him got my what? No. Okay, uh, step one boards plus class rank says you're intelligent. Friendships with residents and faculty give you assurance. Uh, all right. What's the commonality between all these? Any thoughts? It's a good answer, but not quite this one. So how do I, right? Yeah. All right. Okay, I need your help on this one, okay? You ready? Jesus! <laughs> okay. Jesus is your solution to yourself, okay? Because you are your biggest problem, and Jesus is your solution, okay? Um, uh, Luke 10, 41 and 42, uh, I went through another just a very intense season this last semester in the spring. I uh, studying for that step one test. Um, also... Oh, so much is happening. I was passing off the CMDA ministry. Um, I, I was planning a, a mission trip that was like um, a week after finals. And then, uh, and then I was going to study for a few weeks after the mission trip, take the step one uh, board examination, um, and then go on to rotations. Um, but the Lord kind of invited me to add a second mission trip on top of a mission trip. And so... Um, so that meant that I was going to take, I was going to finish finals on a Thursday afternoon, take a practice step one Friday morning, and then have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday to study, Tuesday to rest, and Wednesday to take the test. And 
I was kind of just freaked out. I was like, this is too much pressure. Um, and, oh, and then, and then lead a medical mission trip um, and do a follow-up mission trip on top of that. So, so much was happening, okay? You are going to feel that way. <laughs> um, and then I was also kind of looking into, like, a possible, um, like, being in a relationship with this girl. So, uh, you can just imagine. <laughs> Everything was, okay. Um, and... Uh, then the Lord brought this to my life, and it's the passage where Jesus just turns to Martha and says, Oh, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things. You're busy and worried about many, many things. But only one thing matters. Mary is chosen, the good portion. And it's not going to be taken away from her. Um, Mary had chosen to sit at Jesus' feet. To the good portion, uh, if you reference that to Lamentations three, uh, it says, "Like God, you are my portion." Um, so let Jesus be your portion. He's the good portion, and you can be worried and troubled and busy and worried about many things, but he he's the good portion. And if you will choose him. I, he's 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 gonna let you, and it's gonna be good. So yeah, that was April, uh, kind of uh, end of April, and um, May. It was fantastic. Like the Lord worked a piece in my heart that I just I really can't say I can give you unless God does it in you. Um, and it was fantastic. I just like showed up for all my exams and just took them and. It worked out, and um, it just was an amazing piece. Like, I enjoyed taking those tests, which no one does that. Um, it was just fun, because I was doing it with the Lord, and, oh, it was so neat. So I really want that experience for you, um, as well as this one, okay? Rest, responsibility, ability. You have the ability to rest, okay? Um, I got, like, eight hours every night in first and second year. It's really weird, but you can do it. You really can, okay? Um, I just worked rest into my schedule. Like, this is what the Lord wants me to do. I worked really hard, and I rested a full eight hours. That's what my body needed, and it was good. So, you can rest eight hours. Can you believe that? I totally didn't, but I did it. So, and other people have too. It's really cool. Um, really neat. So, ah, doesn't that look... Ah, sorry. Um... <laughs> Okay, um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but God is sovereign over every test and every month, okay? Your rotations, maybe they aren't going to be the ones you want. God is sovereign, okay? Like, he had his hand in that, and so you can work at it with a good attitude. Um, Jeremiah 10.23, oh man, this is good. Um, it says, um, uh, but you've made known, ah, junk, that's Jeremiah, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm losing it. Um, I uh, it says something about like man walking. You may known to me the. Ah, I'm getting all mixed up. Um, that's okay. Look at that one. It's really good. It's about like man walks, but God directs the path. 
and um, it's really excellent. Uh, I think we talked about that enough. Um, oh, this has been cool. I just kind of going to get you a little taste and get you excited that as a third-year medical student, I'm going in having one-on-one interaction with patients, and I'll do the whole medical thing, and then I ask them, hey, can I pray for you? Um, and it's, it's just worked out really well. So, Clayton, let's role play real quick. You up for it? Put you on the spot. Sorry. Okay, so you be Clayton. Okay, just yourself. Okay. So, uh, so you know, I just talked about your broken toe or whatever. Um, yeah, ouch. <laughs> okay. And so, hey, um, it's just something I like to do uh, with, with my patient. Can I pray for you today? Sure. Okay, awesome. Cool. Um, awesome. Well, yeah, I guess before we pray, um, hey, do, you, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Oh, awesome. Me too. Me too. Um, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the Lord actually, like, um, has been giving me, like, a verse each morning to share with people. And so I'll just share this one with you. Um, and so I just ask the Lord every morning to give me, like, a verse that's fresh, like, from his heart to my heart, um, that I can, like, give someone something fresh. Maybe it's just even you could do a verse a week, um, I, I just I love memorizing verses, and so there's plenty to review each morning. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and share Psalm 119.105 with you. Um, and it says, You may know to me the path of life. In your presence there is full... Ah, Jack, I'm mixing everything up. Um, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Um, so, uh, and that's a really good one, I felt like, for this, that, like, we bring God's word, and it kind of lights up the situation and the surrounding. It also really gives us fuel for prayer. You know, we're not just like always praying kind of the same old prayer for every patient, um, but it's like something really fresh and meaningful in our hearts. Um, and so, yeah, and then, and then just kind of go into a prayer for Clayton. I'd probably use some one, 119, some or whatever verse. Uh, and then, and also pray for his physical healing too, because um, we want your toe to get better. Um, okay, cool. Ooh, that's good. Even with a broken tongue, be on the path that's lit. I like it. Okay. Um, oh, vacation time. Okay. We don't have much time. Um, but he's my time man. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so please, please, please use your vacation time for Jesus, okay? For missions, for something that the Lord wants you to do. Because you're going to have a lot of it. You're going to have summers, you're going to have... We're in a breaks, okay? Even through med school, you'll have some breaks, all right? Um, I'm getting a Christmas break. I got a week this upcoming um, Christmas, okay? And I'm like on a serious rotation, but I'm going to sneak down to Mexico and get to lead a mission trip down there. And then this upcoming May, I have a vacation month, hoping to spend it in Oaxaca. Um, this is a group of med students um, that, and some doctors, too, uh, that went down to Oaxaca, Mexico. I had an awesome time. The Lord did so much uh, in us, through us. It was great. Um, this is the place where we worked up in the indigenous tribes of Oaxaca. Uh, it's a large group of uh, unreached people groups in North, North and South America. Uh, there's like 30,000 of the Mixteco Altos, so the high Mixtecos people. And uh, there's only like 70 to 80 disciples. Um, so around the numbers, like 0.25%. So they really, they need Jesus. And they're not that far away either. So you could totally go to an unreached people group. 
and learn how to share the gospel through a couple of translators, um, and uh, being helpful, blessing to the church and to God's work there. Um, this was something that is kind of our, one of our goodbye dinners. This is me teaching about baptism to this one guy that had a lot of questions, and it was really fun to see him kind of process and think about himself, what the cost of being a disciple of Christ would be. He, uh, he just sold, he sold, like, pornography in a store, and he was, like, just kind of going through all the stuff that, whoa, my life's going to change so much. It was really cool. Um, uh, this is a friend Dylan, a guy, a pre-med I got to disciple, um, and just really neat time of learning how to intercede for people, which if you haven't learned how to intercede for people, uh, please do. <laughs> um, it's really a wonderful work. It is the work. Uh, Philippians 4.9, it says, Whatever you've learned from me or heard or received from me, put it into practice, or seen in me even. Put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So that's just something that I want to be able to say. I feel it's the most challenging verse in the Bible, is whatever you've heard from me, learned from me, received from me, or seen in me, do it! <laughs> put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Uh, so I want to be able to say that to the guys that the Lord liked me to disciple. Uh, I went to Venezuela for a couple months in between uh, first and second year med school. Got to learn Spanish a whole lot. Excellent experience. You could do that. Uh, I went to Nigeria. And um, who's my Nigerian friend? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I just met outside. Um, and so I had an excellent experience there. Worked with some wonderful, wonderful people. Um, and kind of had two groups. One that was very similar uh, in the theology and methodology of ministry. And one that wasn't. And I kind of felt like, ah, I should have done my research better. So do your research. Um, uh, but go. Go get there. Uh, this is India. Getting to teach at house churches. Um, I'm dramatic, I'm sorry. Um, and so you can do that. It's wonderful. Within 16 years, um, the Lord has done some amazing things. Uh, within a 16-year period, like over 100,000 churches were planted. And so many pastors, training pastors, training pastors. So really cool stuff. You can do that. Um, you can go to China and the number one place for pandas, okay, Chengdu. Uh, I got to work with a couple of doctors. Um, I graduated from a residency program we're about to talk about um, and had a wonderful time there. These are three nurses. Um, well, the one that took the picture, uh, so we shared the gospel with them. Uh, and the one on the right, uh, Sarah, she believed instantly. It was really weird. Like, what? You believe this? Like, oh, cool. Okay, great. <laughs> and so she was baptized that Saturday. This is a Tuesday lunch. Um, the girl in the middle is Cindy, um, and she heard then and then also believed on Sunday afternoon and climbed a mountain with uh, this Chinese disciple, Sophie, and I, right before I left the country. Um, and so that was awesome, like, to see someone be born spiritually and then connected with the church. Really cool stuff that's happening in China right now. Uh, the other girl just thought we were cute Americans. So, um, And uh, this is Cindy after baptism, and then this is us climbing the mountain. Uh, oh, let me read this real quick. Okay, so Cindy is a nurse who has believed two years. I got this email two weeks ago. 
No, like less than that, a week ago. Okay, uh, it's from Jason, the the the, or the missionary. Uh, two years ago, and for now, in the last six months, she has grown a ton. My wife has been discipling Sophie. Sophie's uh, the the non-Cindy one, um, and passed the vision to her <laughs> to disciple others. Uh, Sophie has been intentionally discipling Cindy these last six months, and it shows in this case. Uh, Cindy is the prayer advocate for our house church and often leads the, the group in worship. Recently, Sophie and Cindy were having a discipleship meeting together. They both realized that their work contracts were up in early summer 2016. As they prayed, they felt the Spirit's leading to do an extended work of missionary. Um, one to two years in a rural setting to reach the unreached in this country. Wow. This is not an idea we had given them, but straight from the Father. They shared their vision with our house church last week, and everyone was excited. What? That's crazy! <laughs> Like, Cindy and I keep up the email a little bit, and um, I just, I, it's just astounding, like, to think that she's not going to go be a missionary. Um, that's just, like, so awesome. Okay, I'm out of time. Uh, don't marry someone that doesn't love Jesus and isn't willing to go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> just don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Um, otherwise, it might be like this, okay? Um, and hopefully, it'll be like this either way, okay? Um, and I don't like we guilt trips or anything, but Mark twelve thirty is really serious to God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, um, and uh, debt. Um, let's, let's do Matthew 6, 24 for that one. Okay, no one can serve two masters. You'll love one, hate the other. Uh, you cannot serve both God and money. All right, so really debt, just put it at Jesus' feet. I mean, there's nothing way around it. Uh, there's a whole lot of programs for missionary doctors that you can go and they'll, like, actually pay off your school debt. Um, it's really neat. So just... Live cheap and um, trust the Lord with your money. Okay, so we're going to cover four paths really fast, okay? And uh, these are four paths that you're actually going to talk in your small groups, okay? So uh, these are four paths to one destination, okay? Uh, there's maybe more, uh, I don't know, maybe less, whatever. Um, but I feel like these are four paths that I know of personal examples. Uh, I've been around the medical field a while. And so path A is an international church planner. You're all in. Uh, you might be ostracized and martyred. But salvation for all nations, okay? Um, that is the destination. So uh, path B is you love Jesus and you're led by God to, OA, to USA. Um, you make a lot of disciples and a lot of money, and you sin and give as much as possible. Salvation for all nations. This is a serious, wonderful path to be a part of salvation for all nations. Um, maybe three. You marry someone not led by God overseas. Uh, you use administration and short-term trips to mobilize as many as possible. And salvation for all nations. That's really cool. Um, another path you could do is you work as a doctor as least as possible. Doctors make a lot of money. You don't have to work that much. It's really nice. Um, so you can disciple as many as possible. And you send your disciples to unreach. Salvation for all nations. That's pretty cool. Okay, so these are four paths um, that I kind of want you guys to think about. Um, you know, just options. And I literally, I know people doing one of each of these four, okay? 
Um, and so in conclusion, for my part, I wanted to tell you that med school is for two people, uh, the driven who seek a challenging path in life and those who love Jesus too much not to do what he tells them. So um, let's be the latter. Let's be the latter in love, okay, um, that Jesus tells us to do this, and we do it because we love him. Uh, I want to be a janitor on a college campus. God wanted me to be a doctor. I'm like, junk. Um, so, um, but it's really good. Doctor, being a doctor is really good. It's changed my heart. It's so, I'm so grateful. But be a disciple first and a student second, okay? Uh, then we'll have his compassion for our patients and his mission for all nations. Testimony time! Okay, I'm really excited about this. Sorry for the really rushed ending. But uh, we're going to get to hear from three residents, okay? And uh, they are from... Three programs, okay, one, I don't know which one's going first, um, and so one is in his image uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they are making this, making doctors who love people and Jesus a whole lot, all three of these are, all three of these are, okay, uh, the next one is uh, Resurrection Health in Memphis, Tennessee, and then Via Christi in Wichita, Kansas, okay, and there's others too, okay, and there's some really awesome ones in Texas, but for time's sake, we can only have three, so you're going to hear from three different residents, and I seriously, unashamedly, like, want all of us in this room, okay, to go to one of these three, um, or maybe a couple of Texas ones, or wherever the Lord sends you. Um, but uh, I just wanted them to come up and kind of share, like, why they chose these residencies um, and, like, what the Lord is doing in their hearts and uh, some of the effect of that. And then we'll break up into small groups, um, and we'll somehow make that happen. So, okay, um, let's see. Raise your hand if you are one of the three. Um, hey, awesome, Ashley, Jeremy, and Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan, not Jeremy, okay. And then, um, yes, perfect. Okay, cool. Ashley, why do you go first, okay? Get to hear from a girl. That's rule. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Um, my name is Ashley Mufford, and I'm one of the interns at Resurrection Health. And can you all hear me okay? Um, so Resurrection Health, like he said, is in Memphis, Tennessee. And we are an organization that um, believes in helping specifically the marginalized, both here in the United States and abroad. Um, so the organization itself um, puts a lot of time and effort into the residency, training leaders and mobilizing people um, who want to go help the marginalized abroad. And the training setting is helping the marginalized in Memphis. So um, briefly, how I got to Memphis. Um, hopefully this will be applicable to you all no matter what stage of training you're in, if you're still an undergrad. Um, the reason why I ended up in Memphis had a lot to do with my just seeking the Lord and his heart. Um, when I was in the interview stages and visiting all these places, um, I went down to Memphis and I visited Resurrection Health. And one of the leaders got up and gave us this talk. And he talked about Matthew 25 um, and the parable of the talents. And so um, just a brief recap, the parable of the talents where master is leaving and he wants to entrust his um, resources, his money to his servants. And so he gives one five talents and to another he gives three and to another he gives one. And the servant that he gave five talents to goes and trades it, is able to make five more. The servant that is given three does the same. And the servant that's given one um, talent, he just buries it and keeps it safe, but he doesn't produce anything with what he's been given. And 
There's a lot in that parable that I've struggled with personally, but there's one thing that is very abundantly clear to me, um, and I hope is abundantly clear to each one of you in this room, and that is that we are five-talent people. The Lord has given us resources. He has given us opportunity, education, um, and it would be a travesty to not make your decisions, whichever stage of the path you're on, if you're still an undergrad or you're um, already in med school thinking about, you know, the next steps, it would be a travesty not to think about what you can do with the resources God's given you to multiply his kingdom and bring his gospel to as many places as possible. And I feel like that's a lot of, like, the underlying theme that David's been talking about this whole time is just... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Leveraging. Leveraging what the Lord has given you. Um, And so for me personally, that meant going to Memphis for residency, um, to train under these physicians that believe that wholeheartedly, that we should mobilize our resources and um, be Christians and disciples first and and doctors second um, and doing it all with excellence in the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, We have a booth. I'd happy to talk to any one of you. Um, We'll be downstairs most of the afternoon. So... um, just if you have any other questions, please let us know. But I hope that encourages you all. Um, it's not out of guilt. It's absolutely out of a love for the Lord. So, Thank you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're uh, going to hear from Sam Porter uh, from me, Christy, now. Um, so, yippee! <laughs> Woo-wee-hee! Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, David. Oh, we have to use this. All right, so I'm Sam Porter from uh, Via Christi. I'm a second-year family medicine resident. We're in Wichita, keep Kansas. Okay. Um, so thanks, David, for really sharing your heart there. I don't know that I totally understood everything that you said, okay. but <laughs> it was very clear from his talk um, that it's 100% about Jesus and in a sense, kind of 0% about medicine. I hope that came across to you guys because that's kind of a really important concept, I think, for uh, Christian doctors is realizing that our goal and our vision is making disciples and uh, reaching the nations for Jesus, and secondary is the means that we get to that end, which is through medicine. Um, So that was kind of the hope that me and my wife had for finding a residency was a residency where that was true. And Via Christi is definitely one of those residencies. And I think these other guys that are going to talk to you as well are residencies like that, too. Um, Things that we loved about Via Christi is that it's actually not Christian. um, And that sounds kind of strange, but it is refreshing, I think, to interact with non-Christian residents and faculty on a daily basis. It uh, keeps you honed and remembering why you're doing what you're doing. Um, But there are a good number of Christian residents there. I'd say, what do you guys think, like 60 or 70% of us are probably believers. And so there's a strong undercurrent and environment of operating in a a Christian mindset there. Um, So that was really attractive to us. Also, there's a a really strong spouse group. So if you're married, um, it's really important to find somewhere where your spouse is going to fit in and feel supported. Um, Other things that we enjoyed, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, missions-minded type residents there, um, and there's actually a one-year international medicine fellowship that you can tack on the end of your Via Christi training that's run by Dr. Todd Stevens. You guys uh, might meet him at our booth later, um, and, and so that, that kind of creates an atmosphere of a lot of people going there who are interested in overseas missions. 
Um, and then the last thing is that there's a group that uh, live in a poorer neighborhood of Wichita, a um, group of residents that purposely moved in there to uh, reach neighbors and kind of live among the patient population that we serve. Um, and so that was really attractive to us, and we actually ended up doing that last year when we, when we got to Wichita. We moved in to this shady little neighborhood. Um, but it's been really good, very faith-building, and then we have a lot of the residents that live on that street meet together as a house church every Sunday night and encourage each other. And we've just seen the Lord work in amazing ways through, and, and it's, it's like a residency within a residency is what we think of it as. Um, learning how to share your faith with your neighbors and um, man sometimes like just walking across the street and sharing your faith with your neighbor is scarier than like running a code blue in the hospital I feel like Um, so it's been good to really get hands on experience doing that so those are kind of the main things I'd say about Via Christi we're at Booth 2709 just to put in a shameless plug if you guys want to oh yeah shameless okay seriously I really am excited about this. Jonathan, do you want to come up? Cool. Got to be roommates with this dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear me out of this one. Yeah, okay. Um, Thanks. It's kind of last minute, but... You're great. Uh, just a quick show of hands. Who here is from the East Coast? West Coast? South? Midwest? All right, cool. All right, I just wanted to see real quick. So, um, just to, so my name is Jonathan. I'm a third year resident. Uh, I'm at In His Image Family Medicine. We're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I did room with David my intern year, and it was great. He's an awesome guy. Um, so, I just want to share a little bit about how I ended up at In His Image, and that is kind of a personal testimony for myself. And so, um, for me, so I grew up on the East Coast. I'm originally from Virginia, the D.C. area. But, uh, yeah, you know, I had been, or I had called myself a Christian for a long time. Like, I had known Jesus and, you know, been pretty involved in, in ministry, service, missions work, etc. And then I went through college and, you know, did the whole exploring options, got into medical school, went to medical school, and I was completely miserable my first two years of medical school, let me tell you. It was, like, the worst two years, I think, of my life. And it was really tough for me to reconcile that. Um, but the Holy Spirit really came and changed my heart in medical school. And I'll tell you what I learned from that experience is this. I entered medicine with a sincere intention to do good work, Okay. You know, I was like, medicine is a wonderful tool, which it is, to serve people. And that's absolutely correct. But really, I got into medicine. I went to medical school because I was like, man, it's a good job. I'm going to get paid pretty well. It's very stable. Um, and I'm going to be able to serve people and do good things. And at the end of the day, what I realized was, you know, all of those are very well-intentioned, but they serve myself. And that wasn't serving the Lord. And that was the change of heart that I experienced in medical school. And when I finally realized that, like, it changed the entire game. And what I have to say is, um, you know, the Bible tells us where your treasure is, that's where, um, that's where your heart and your desires will also be. And so the encouragement I have for those looking at medicine that are in medical school now is to really 
examine that and to figure out where your treasure is. And may that be Jesus. And uh, one of the things about in his image, um, in so we've been around since about 1982, 1983. But one of the first two chief residents in our program, they wrote a, a document, and it was called Unique Aspects of a Christian Medical Residency. And so his name was Vincent Lakeda. And um, Dr. Lakeda, what he started this document off with was a verse, and it's Psalm 127.1. And it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And I say that today, and I hope that's a challenge for you all. Um, but yeah, let, let the Lord just really motivate you to towards a career in medicine if that's what he's calling you to and um, really take you there so um, for me the Lord changed my heart supernaturally I believe in medical school and so I ended up at in his image through kind of the whole searching and exploring uh, interviewing all that process one of the things, the reason I asked where people are from, I went to school on the East Coast. Uh, it's very challenging because, I'll tell you, I was the only person in my entire medical school class that attended church on a weekly basis by the time I graduated. And I know it's a challenge, especially for those of you on the East Coast. I don't know about elsewhere in the country because that's not my experience, but it's very challenging. So, again, I do want to encourage everyone to just stay aware of that, um, stay alert, and stay vigilant in maintaining your spiritual health as you go further along into your medical experience. Make sure you have friends, accountability, family, whoever, um, to stay there with you, be there with you, um, yeah, and just walk that journey with you. And I was talking to one of the grads from Res Health, Res, Res, yeah, Resurrection, yesterday, and... Um, you know, he just mentioned that he thinks it's getting harder and harder to maintain that sort of spiritual vibrancy while you're in medical school. And I think, my opinion is that I totally agree with that. And it is just getting harder and harder. So there's a whole slew of advice out there for people that are looking at medicine, that are in medicine. You can find it online, talking to other people. But the one thing I would have to say is, um, yeah, just really... Stay vigilant and look at what you're going into. So, again, you know, go to places where you have mentors that are going to keep you spiritually accountable. They are, that are examples of faith and uh, the type of work that you want to do, which is, God willing, serving him, serving our Lord um, domestically, overseas, wherever. So... Um, we have a booth. It's on the second floor. I don't know what number it is, but if you want more information about our program, you can come by. We'd love to talk with you. Thanks. Thank you so much, So I think we will. Uh, how we'll end this time is um, it's it's pretty much time to go. Um, but if you would like to meet some residents or talk to maybe some medical students, um, could we just have those that are leading small groups just spread around the room right now? You guys cool with that? Um, so I asked these people to lead some small groups. And uh, so, yeah, maybe go hang out with them for five minutes. And um, I, have, I have some questions, okay? So these are some prayer times. Uh, and no worries if you want to just leave now, that's totally fine. But if you'd like to 
chat, pray with some people. Um, these men and women are fantastic, and so uh, we can do that. And um, I'll just pray. I'll just pray, and then we'll go. So, Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, God, uh, for what you are doing uh, this morning. And we just ask that um, we would like you more, <laughs> and we would help others like you too. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, cool. So take advantage of it. They are here, ready to chat with you. And uh, maybe a group in a small group pray. That'd be awesome. So, all right, cool. Thanks for coming, everybody. Woo wee.